So, John Kane here, and I welcome you to Let's Talk Native on this Saturday, January 16th. Or, I'm sorry, 18th. Is it 18th? It's the 18th, right? Yeah. What am I got here? Oh, I got the wrong date on there. <laughs> January 18th, 2020. While this program may not provide a path to spiritual enlightenment, we do encourage and in some cases start conversations. We break the rules here a little bit. We don't do prayers or buffalo speeches. We take a tough look at history, oppression, and survival. We talk about culture, the arts, politics, and identity. And we may step on a few toes along the way. But our real goal here is to bring people together by breaking down what separates us. We will take on the false narratives and provide critical thinking to all that is heaped upon us. And we do it all right here live from the Cattaraugus Territory of the Seneca Nation. So let's talk native. But before we do, let me remind people that our, our audio streams live on our uh, website, www.letstalknative.com. And, of course, there's always audio streaming there. But when we're live, it's live. Uh, we stream a live video of the show on Facebook, on, uh, on our Facebook uh, ch- uh, group pages. And we take the audio, we put it up on SoundCloud, and that puts it out on your favorite podcast platforms, including new this week uh on spotify although spotify doesn't right now they don't have all of our content on there but they've got a, a fair number of our shows on there but you can now uh, check out our podcast on spotify we take the video and we put it up on our youtube channel which is let's talk native tv so you can find uh, our videos up there and look we do short form videos and honestly look unless you're really uh dedicated to, to seeing the show live if you want to watch the show, the best video experience is on YouTube. That's We, we get to edit a little bit, uh, clean it up, and, 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 it, and it plays a little better on YouTube than it does on Facebook. But uh, here we are. Um, look, I, I am the show's uh, host and uh, producer, and I'm joined in studio by Jake Proud, who is managing our audio and our video. Um, topic today is Idle No More, with a question mark. <laughs> because, look, seven years ago, Look, that was it. We were talking idle no more. We were no longer going to sit on our asses and take what was being doled out to us. We were going to stand up. We were going to resist. And we made bold statements. Look, we, we did round dances. In fact, I just posted up last week uh, was the anniversary of Matt Hill and I uh, at the Galleria Mall stopping the cops from uh, trying to shut down one of our flash mob round dances at the Galleria Mall. Look, and these were happening all over the, the U.S. and Canada. They, um, and in fact, actually, they were happening throughout the globe. There were a lot of uh, places uh, where indigenous populations were doing similar types of uh, native dance uh, to say, look, we're, we're, we're no longer going to be idle. We're, we're not going to sit back anymore. And this was a real movement. And in fact, it was such a movement that uh, Canada and Canada they do these things they call them these McDonald Laurier reports and they you know and they're usually you know some sort of political topical political uh, report on the status of things they had done a report where they had solicited um or, or, or uh, had Douglas Bland who was an, an author a Canadian author um uh do one of these reports and what he had done was he he decided he was going to use a um uh a computer model developed by one of the Ivy League schools, I'm not even sure which one it was, that would help assess the likelihood of a insurgency in, in, in Canada. They said, is Canada now ripe for, um, for, for an insurgency? And of course, what they're talking about was, was, was with indigenous people, with native people. And so he used the computer models developed uh, 
plugged in all the information, which had to do with everything from, you know, demographics to, you know, the conditions that, that Native people were living in, uh, re- respective to the conditions that other people were living in uh, on the Canadian side. Um, a, a lot of the tensions that were going on, uh, unemployment, you know, age, you know, a, a lot of the de- demographic information. Where we were located, you know, so geographical information as well. And what Douglas Bland had come up with was, was yes, that there was a likelihood that there was, that Canada was vulnerable to a, an indigenous people's insurgency. Now, I don't know more was a big part of that because there was already, now there was a groundswell movement that was happening. But fast forward to now, and where's I don't know more? I mean, how how idle are we? And and look, and, and I'm not going to take anything away from the people who did look at Island No More as a call to action and actually did some things. You know, look, a lot of people participated in the uh, uh, the resistance to the Dakota Access Pipeline, going to Standing Rock. I mean, look, at some point there was over 10,000 people there, you know, from what I understand. Um, although some a lot of those people weren't Native, and a lot of the people who went there decided, no, this was something they needed to do so they could say they went there. I mean, there were, there were, some, there were even some people who said, no, we want to go, they want to get married. We want, we want to conceive a child there. We want to do some, some things that had nothing to do with resisting a pipeline. I mean, it's, it's bizarre when you think about it. I mean, um, so some people just went there to be hangers-on, to, be, to be, be a part of a pack, not to go there to resist. And, and, and again, I'm not pointing any fingers at anybody, but that's part of the reality. And then, and so there was that. I mean, and, and I don't, one of the things I'll say about Standing Rock, although the pipeline went through and, you know, you could look at it as um, a failed resistance, something was born out of uh, Standing Rock, which just like Idle No More kind of kept something going. And so we have better, um, efforts put out towards resisting you know some of this environmental degradation uh but still not the way it should be i mean seven years ago i don't know more was a thing and we vowed we, we danced we sang we, we proclaimed we we, we had announced to the public that native people would be idle no more well we got music we got songs i, I mean murray porter um buffy st marie you know there, there's you know a whole bunch of people uh Eulali, all these you know some some really great native singers committed themselves. Um, uh, 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 let's see, uh, Lightning Cloud. I mean, so, uh, some of these rappers. Uh, look, there was a lot of effort and enthusiasm put into this thing that, no, we are no longer going to sit back. But then too many people sat back. So, I'm uh, look, I'm doing this show not to criticize. I'm, I'm doing the show to try to reinvigorate i mean and am i going to do it all by myself no no and look i want to give credit to the five women who and i'm not even going to go through the names because the whole idea about idol no more was that it, that it was nameless it was everybody i mean when when matt and i stopped the cops from from shutting down our, the round dance at the gallery of mall the cop says well i need to talk to somebody I says, well you're talking to somebody he says are you the leader i said no he goes are you the organizer i said no he goes, then why is everybody here? And I said, Facebook. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, I, I was being honest. Look, these kinds of movements, these kind of grassroots movements, while some people say they need leadership, the problem with leadership is they become targeted. In fact, let me, let me back up to Idle No More again. 
for those who recall, and, and I got myself into a little bit of trouble here during the, the I don't know more, you know, um, uh, phenomenon. Because while that was gaining in strength, there was a woman who was the band council chief of Attawapiskat, uh, and her name was Teresa Spence. She decided that she was going to begin a hunger strike on Victoria Island, just outside, you know, the the, the capital building or whatever the parliament, whatever they call it, in on the Canadian side in, in, in Ottawa, and she had this, you know, big elaborate tp set up and she and she um you know she staked her ground there and she said she was doing a hunger strike until uh harper stephen harper would agree to her terms and she had a whole list of demands that she wanted uh you know stephen harper to to agree to now i'm not a big fan of hunger strikes i'm also not a big fan of suicide and to me a hunger strike only ends one of two ways you either die of hunger or you end your hunger strike. And rarely is a hunger strike ended because, because somebody met your demands. So I, I was not a fan of it. And the idea that you're threatening to kill yourself through starvation, I thought sent a, sent a terrible signal to, to people. Look, suicide's a real problem on Native territories. And so the idea that, that somebody's going to say, um, I want my demands met or I'm going to kill myself, whether it's through however they do it, slow, fast, whatever – I had, I had a real problem with it. And so I was not a fan of this whole um, hunger strike thing. And Teresa Spence became synonymous with I Don't Know More. And she had nothing to do with it. And in fact, I Don't Know More was grassroots. It wasn't band council led. But but even some of the folks involved with I Don't Know More. And of course, you know, it turns into a, um, uh, a bit of a feminist thing too. I mean, look, when I said, will somebody please get this woman a cheeseburger? I got people, you know, I had, oh, you just hate women. <laughs> what do you mean I hate women? I, I just, the whole idea that she's, that she's doing a hunger strike. And by the way, she didn't appear to lose a whole lot of weight. And I'm not care, I don't care about how much weight she carries. But I mean, for somebody who claims that she was only drinking an occasional sip of fish broth, I, I, I thought there was too much BS going on there, honestly. And, and I also got concerned about how her effort was going to affect, I don't know more. And sure enough, at some point, she ends her hunger strike. She didn't get any of her demands met. I think, I don't even know if she ever even got a meeting with, with Harper. But she ended her hunger strike, uh, never got her demands met, and the wind was completely sucked out of the sails of Idle No More. And that concerned me. So, I mean, look, I, I knew I, I made some enemies. And, you know, it turns out Teresa Spence was shrouded in controversy she was the highest paid you know person in Attawapiskat. uh she hired her 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 white partner and wasn't really a husband um as a i don't know some sort of outside contractor to to help so between the two of them they were making pulling in a half a million dollars a year so she was shrouded in controversy anyway uh, and I don't know if she's still chief up there. Somebody can uh, add to that if they want. But uh, and again, I had no personal grievances with with Teresa Spence, and I have certainly have no problem with with a, a woman with you know with w- women leadership. But and and again, in fact, I know that it was five women who who really kind of you know came up with this whole idea of idle no more in the first place and 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 i i applaud what they did because they said no this is this is a movement with no leaders and it was and it's grassroots 
And then it lost its grassroots because of uh, Teresa Spence. Now, I'm not blaming her for the end of Idle No More. We all have to take responsibility for how idle we became afterwards. So having said that, <laughs> having said all that, let me, I want to clear a few things up. I don't have a problem with Facebook warriors. But be one. I mean, use, look, if, if, if all you have or, or if all you choose to do is um is is utilize social media for advocacy and activism then do it but and i'll tell you and i'll take it a little personal i've got a great video that's out right now jake uh, jake proud and i and i worked on, on on a video jake did most of the work uh on a new video on uh the mascot issue it's called we are uh, uh we're not your mascot so i'm sorry mascots we're not your mascots so that's the name of our, of our video and you can you can find it on my our YouTube channel, and of course I've got a uh, link to the group pages. I think we got like 350 views, maybe 400. I don't know if we reached 400 yet. And how is that? How is it there are native people, and not just me, but there are native people that are putting out meaningful content that can help us on any number of issues. Look, I, when I did the Ruth Bader Ginsburg video, eh, that got that got over a thousand views. The when I did the Columbus in his own words, eh, that was uh, 2,500 views or something like that. But you know what? How are we not at least, at very least, sharing sharing content and and advocating? Not just look. I'm not just saying use my videos, but how are we not creating more of a movement? You know, and, and there are people like myself. I mean, that are that are trying to come to you every single week. For me, twice a week here on from Cattaraugus, and once a week in New York. And 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 look, the the fact that you know I, that I'm not a viral sensation, that's not what I'm talking about because I don't even care if it's my content. But if 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 you are if you're going to resign yourself to to social media, then damn it, use it and promote something. I think we need to do more than that. But I realize that some people that may be all they can do, but at least do that. Share content. We, uh, participate in the conversations draw people in get other people to uh, to, uh, to to see what you're seeing engage those people in conversation. even if you don't agree with some of the stuff that i talk about here you don't have to agree with me to have a meaningful conversation so i'm saying have that meaningful conversation i mean nothing any action starts with with, with a conversation so we want to talk about resistance we want to talk about activism if the only time you're ever going to be active is if somebody says, um, uh, hey, car door's open, jump in. Look, we have to have a little more thought behind this. Stuff because activism isn't just about going someplace, going to, going to Standing Rock, you know, or, or heading to Mauna Kea, or, you know, traveling to Paris to the, uh, or, or Spain, or where did they go last time? I guess it was Spain for the, uh, the, uh, the, the 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 environmental what was it what was it, cop 21 or what was it called something like that uh, the again the summit on uh you know on climate change i mean there are things that we need to do in each one of our communities and i've talked i talk about a lot of them and but i'm not saying that i've talked about all of them i mean look we have education issues part of the reason i do this show is to educate and to inspire and to inform i mean i want people to to realize there are things that we can do in every one of our communities that that may not seem like big things, 
and and not all battles seem may may not seem as important to us some as like, look the mascot issue i you know uh, look i'm totally in, in with that fight some people say well, you know that's not that big a deal you know i don't know i don't know why anybody you know bother fighting with the with the mascot issue there are more important things i agree that there may be more important things but if you're not doing those more important things then you're not doing anything anyway so do something Get involved in, in an environmental battle. Get involved in, in our fights against New York State or, or, or with some other, somebody else who's fighting a state or a province or whatever else. Get involved and get active. Do something. Speak out. Write. You know, um, show, up, show up when people are, are gathering. I mean, just we cannot be idle. We need to be idle no more. I mean, that's what we talked about. That's what the whole the whole concept was about, right? Idle no more. But if all we're going to sit back is and bitch about things, if, if you're only using social media to call people down, or you know, you know, talk about a cheating boyfriend or girlfriend, or you know, or whatever, post selfies. If all if that's all you're using any of the social media for is, is to promote, you know, uh, a look. Do that. By all means, do that. But do something else, too. I mean, let's get let's utilize this technology. Look, we have technology at our fingertips in a way that we've never had it before. We have the ability to communicate. Everybody can be, can be you know, essentially an amateur journalist. Anybody can do what I'm doing. I mean, you, you can take your cell phone and create, uh, do a streaming video. And you know, and I've seen some very good stuff done by some people. I've seen people just prop it up in their car and shoot shoot meaningful content. And I'm not saying you know putting you know self indulgent videos is the answer to all problems, but but at least do something. There are things we need to do in our community. We need to rethink what our lifestyles are, are need to be in order to be prepared for for cl- climate change. In order to be prepared for political unrest, social unrest, global conflict, all the things that I talk about, economic collapse. But if all we're going to do is sit back and, and do nothing, that's not what we said seven years ago. Seven years ago, I said, no, doing nothing, we're done with that. We said we were idle no more. Some people got, got very, very active and then stopped. Some people never got active. So... My, my call out here is is do what you can do at very least support the people who are doing something and i don't care if that support is just moral support you know a share a like a, um a comment i mean again it is a little frustrating look i'm not i'm content reaching out to a thousand people and and, and that's basically you know when i when i do a show i know i'm gonna get a thousand views or something like that but the, you know, there are tens of thousands of us. I mean, I don't know more was supposed to be a, a, a native movement for both U.S. and Canada, a global movement. And what the hell happened to it? I mean, I'm not looking to point fingers and say who killed it. I, you know, and I'm not even trying to blame Teresa Spence. But, but the whole point that uh, bringing her up was we don't need to come up with a new leader. I'll, I'll, let me go back to to the to the McDonald Laurier report, the uh, uh, the Douglas Bland issue. He that's one of the things that he said. He said, you know, what's what's holding back an insurgency is is the fact that they don't have um, uh, strong leadership. 
And you know, and, and he pointed. He even pointed to folks like Sean Brandt. You know, and and I think he even pointed to, to uh, Teresa Spence. You know, as these potential. But see, it's easy to take an individual out. I don't think we need to have. Uh, you know why you need strong leadership is when you have a weak following. If the people are weak, you need strong leadership to to drag them along. And I'm saying let the people be strong enough. Where, look, by all means, let's let's try to you know organize and and you know and you can look to some people for for organization strength. But I don't think you need to have somebody who's going to lead you into battle here. That's not what I'm talking about here. But Canada was concerned. They genuinely saw seven years ago. How potential, and I'll tell you a couple of reasons why. They, they, you know, when you read that report, and I know a lot of people, Native people were, were offended by it. It's all, oh, yeah, he kept calling, you know, Native people and their cohorts, you know, and look, the, the semantics isn't, uh, I thought, I was glad to hear the report. I was glad that Canada was concerned because I remember when Canada had the, the Mohawk War Society and warrior societies in general listed as their number one and, or, or number two threat to national security. Now, Look, I, I don't want to be called a terrorist or whatever else, but the idea that they, that even before this report, they already had recognized that this, this sense of a sovereignty movement amongst Native people was a concern to them. And, and it was real. And, and, and again, here's part of the reason. Our people were living in poverty while people around us were, were living in affluence. We saw our resources stripped away, our land stripped away, authority over our land stripped away and i'm you know this this is what what canada viewed but it's the same on the u.s side and so and it's the same with indigenous people from south america to australia to africa to ever everywhere but specifically they, they pointed to things like canada's infrastructure is vulnerable because it's 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 so um sparsely located and, and unprotected and native people <laughs> have all that stuff running through the backyards. They were concerned that that Canada's infrastructure could could literally be toppled by by an indigenous insurgency. I mean, and I'm not suggesting that we needed to to take out their rail or their pipelines or their electrical or any any of that stuff. But the fact that that Canada was concerned about it and we did nothing and we didn't leverage their concerns or leverage this I don't know more movement to to really accomplish anything or, or, or accomplish things in the way that we should have the whole idea of I don't know more was was simple people become active people get involved get involved I mean missing and murdered indigenous women is a bigger issue today than it was seven years ago Somebody got idle. Somebody, somebody's been resting. Now, I know that people have been pushing for truth and reconciliation commissions. Not a big fan, but at least that's something. I, 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 I at least applaud people trying to do something there. You know, whether it's in residential schools issues or whether it's, you know, the missing and murdered indigenous women issues. But how are so few of us doing involved in this stuff? How, how is it that we don't have a, a stronger movement to protect our women and children? And of course, how do we miss this idea that that our culture was supposed to direct us? 
to have concern for the those faces we would never see seven generations you know we we say it as a trite expression oh yeah we believe in seven generations well do, do we know what that means are we really making a commitment? Because I can't. You can't be idle. You can't be sitting on your asses doing nothing, and say that you're committed to seven generations. Because, you know, in much the way, same way that when I talk about racism, if you claim that you're not a racist, I'm sorry. Even if, even if you can make that argument that you're not racist, if you're not anti-racist, then you're not doing enough. If you're, if you claim. That, that you, you know, support our environment and, and you, you want to, you, um, are concerned about climate change, but do nothing? Then that's not enough. You have to be active. You, if you are against racism, then you have to be actively against racism. You got to call it out. You got to at least challenge it where you see it. Or, and, and, and you know what? If you really want to be active, you've got to look for it. So you can challenge it because don't just wait until till you've become uncomfortable because of racism. I mean, not just because you were a victim, but even if you're you're witnessing it. If you're a white person and somebody comes up to you and tells you some racist joke, if you just uncomfortably laugh to get out of the situation, I'm sorry, you're a coward. At least tell somebody, I don't get it. Explain it to me. Make the, the make the joke teller uncomfortable. That may not seem like activism to you. But at least it's taking a stand on something. So, and, and I, so I hope you're, you're getting what I'm saying here. There are any number of things that we can do in our communities, outside of our communities, how we engage people. You know, one of the, one of the things that, again, I, I hate to always promote, you know, my, my buddy Matt Hill. But Matt used to take conversations that we had, whether it was in, in our meetings, when we got together, whether it was stuff from the show. And when the opportunity came for him to confront somebody, I don't mean antagonistically, I mean, I don't mean physically confront, but if, if a conversation came, and, and this was really evident during the, um, uh, our battles over the mascot issue here uh, in Western New York with, with Lancaster High School, because he happened to work with some of those guys. Some of those guys were really calling me down. But he'd, he didn't walk away from it. He'd at least try to have a, a civil conversation about the issue. And the more we are armed with information, the better we can... You know, when, somebody, when you hear something that's, that's wrong, you don't have to just say, man, that was terrible. I, I, I hate hearing stuff like that. No, you can say, do you mind if I talk to you? I mean, do you, I, I, I overheard what you said, and, and it's, you're missing some points here. I mean, these are simple, basic things we have. One of the things, look, obviously, I mean, I can sit here and promote all the things that I do. I mean, I do two shows a week here out of our, our own studio. I go to New York. I host e events in New York once a month. And I've said it before. One of the things that I, that I hear from people is, I had no idea. I didn't, I didn't know anything about that. Uh, the callers who call into my New York show, time and time again, I hear the same thing. I was completely unaware of that. I didn't know about Mankato. I didn't know about residential schools. I didn't know about uh, you know the fights that you're having with uh, you know, with, the, with the governor of the state of New York. Didn't know the history. So you know, and, and history is a big part of of this. Uh, having knowing what the foundation is of you know what what our experience has been, our historical experience has been, and, and what what has brought us to where we're at now. I mean, that stuff is important. 
because you can't you can't even expect people to understand you know what our resistance is about when we do resist if they don't know what brought us to the place but i'll tell you it's not enough when i hear people say our existence is our resistance no it's not no it's not i'm sorry you just can't expect to be a native person and say well because i'm native that's my resistance no sorry that's not enough it's just not enough we, we got to do more we've got to take our history you know our and and our hope for the future forward because we're not winning this battle folks you know again i sometimes become a little bit uh, you know in touch with my mortality the older i get i'm 60 years old i thought we'd be farther along i was inspired seven years ago i said man look at that native people are getting active <laughs> and then eh, not so much i mean standing rock I mean, I, I had concerns about Standing Rock because I also saw, you know, it, within the, the, the organ within the movement, there were people who were undermining it, including the guy who who hands the gun to, to Red Fawn and, uh, you know, and and takes, again, takes wind out of sales. You know, uh, Dave Archambault. I mean, I thought this guy was part of the problem. Obama was the problem. And, and yet... Well, so many Native people, oh, yeah, he was the best president for Native people. No, he wasn't. I'm not saying he's the worst. I mean, I think there's a pretty bad one there right now. And, you know, people, oh, we need, we need to get out and vote. We need to vote for the next Democrat. Heidi Heitkamp, you know, the, the senator who lost. <laughs> because and then people, oh, Native people didn't come out and support her. Why, why should we? She was in favor of the pipeline. Our activism... And, and again, I know some Native people think, well, we need to be more active politically within the U.S. or the Canadian. I mean, same thing on the Canadians, right? Oh, look at all the people said, oh, we need to go out and vote. So, you know, so Justin Trudeau can win, uh, be the prime minister still. Like, like he's been some champion for Native issues. That's not the to- thing I'm talking about. I'm not saying we need to be, become more politically active in their systems. We need to become more politically active in our own. And I don't mean... Just band council or First Nations or, 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 or tribal council. No, I, that's not our systems. I'm saying that we need to be active in our communities amongst our own people. And I'm not, this isn't just a call for a return to traditional governance. You know, that, in my opinion, you know, beside the, beside my opinion, we just need to, to look at our own community people, our own members, our own, our own families and make some decisions on what we do going forward. All right, we're at the bottom of the hour, so let me uh, let me take a break here, and we'll come back. But no, I'm not done here yet. <laughs> so I'm I'm challenging people to become active, and we'll talk about a little bit more when we come back. This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. Bite you if you get in her face. All right, my dog will bite you. 
<laughs> this is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. Hey, I want to thank our sponsors. I want to thank Ross and Holly John and the RJE family of businesses. I want to thank my good friend Eric White in ERW Enterprises for supporting us. Uh, and the folks at uh, Grand River Enterprises and Native Wholesale Supply for uh, for contributing. And, and again, these are the my sponsors that, that either do something weekly or monthly to, to enable me to do this enable me to go to New York and do a show down there um, and uh, to do more than just this. I mean, obviously, um, if you check out my YouTube channel, you see that we produce videos from time to time that uh, that are not just, you know, videos of our shows, but uh, they're, they're short form content. And uh, and we try to do that again to create shareable videos that that can arm people a little bit with information. You know, the, the last video that, that uh, Jake and I put out, uh, we are not your mascots. I encourage people to take that video, send it to school board members who are uh, for, uh, in some of these schools that are that are uh, that are l- dealing with this mascot issue. I say take that video, send it to uh, states like like Connecticut, who, are, who there's some there's a movement there to uh, to to possibly possibly pass a state law banning the use of uh, native mascots. A few other states have done that. Send it to legislators. Send, send it to educators. Send it to people that uh, that are engaged in this battle because this can help arm them a little bit. And uh, look, I don't have all the, the solutions, but I, I do have a little bit of a unique spin that I put on the mascot issue. I, I, I talk about Al Frank Baum. I talk about the residential schools, perhaps in a different way than other people do. And and but that's the kind of activism that I'm talking about. So if you Look, if you're going to, if you are reserved to just being on Facebook and being that, you know, again, it's a a phrase I've heard it said, Facebook warrior, then be so and and utilize that technology. Look, I'm not a social media expert. I mean, even even what I with what I do in New York, trying to uh, take a radio station that has a 60 year history and uh, and, you know, and put the shows up on Facebook and uh, on podcasts. Look, I, I'm not a social media expert by any means, but I'm doing the best I can in that. But you folks that are out there, some of you are really good at this stuff. I mean, I know some of you guys are, you know, know how to put up a meme that's going to get, you know, 10,000 hits. I know some of you know how to put up a video that's that's going to get, uh, you know, tens of thousands of hits. Help, help get the word out. Help get the message out. That's what I'm saying here. In, in the wake of a movement that really had some, you know, some solid mo- momentum, I, and I don't know more. I mean, look, I, I, I still got a, a bunch of T-shirts that, uh, that my buddy Jesse Spring printed up. I don't know more. And we need to do it again. We need, we need, we need to get that message out and not just say it. We need to do it. And activism, honestly, it could not be easier than, than today than, than it's been in the past. I mean, it used to be you had to march. You had to lock arm in arm. And you had to risk being arrested. And trust me, I've, I've done all those things. And, I, and I'll still do those things. But you can also just work to get information out. I appreciate all the, all the folks, not just the people who sponsor our, our show here, but those of you who, who do share the video, who do share the content, 
who share the, the memes and the posts and, and, and use my, and those of you who use my group pages to, to share content. Well, I'm not crazy about when people try to share content that's not related to what the pages are about, you know, native issues. But if that's what you, if, that, if that's all you're going to do, then do it. And, and do it in a way, look, there is no reason we don't have huge native um, group pages. So, and I'm not just talking about mine. I mean, look, I, I, my wife shares the, the video content from this show onto maybe 30 other group pages. And I'm probably a member of 100 of them all together. Let's grow out some of these group pages. Maybe, maybe I don't need to be involved in, uh, in 30 or 40 or 50 or 100 group pages. Maybe I only need to be involved in, in 10 that have big populations, big group, big active membership. I mean, look, my, my group page has, you know, look, we're getting close to 8,000 members, but I don't, I don't see 8,000 likes on, on anything. I don't see 8,000 shares. So I know out of the, you know, 7,800, you know, people that, that are on my group page, I know most of them, I could probably eliminate half of them and nobody would even know. I, you know, I've, I've got 10 or 20 people who are, who are really committed to the content that I put up. And then, and, and I will get a thousand views on, on a video. And I know this isn't about me and, and my content specifically, but I'm just using, I can speak to what I'm doing. But if you're out there either creating content or, or sharing content, then, then do it in a way that, that promotes a movement. So, and, and look, there's, there are plenty of things to pick. I mean, the mascot issue is one issue. Missing and murdered indigenous women, you know, uh, child abuse, uh, youth suicide, um, you know, again, uh, history. I mean, telling some, some accurate history, giving, you know, environmental resistance. We're, we're, look, the only, the most active people I know right now are the ones who are resisting pipelines in various places throughout the, uh, North America. And, you know, frankly, you know, the, 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 the resistance in, in South America and other places where people are saying, no, we're, we're pushing back against, uh, against development. And some places it's much more dangerous than others. And you know what? The more people we have involved, the less burden gets, gets, uh, heaped on a few individuals. I'll tell you, uh, and obviously the, another way people can help is just by funding those people who are doing stuff. I mean, Dig it, dig in your pockets a little bit. Make a contribution to somebody. And I'm not just saying that to, to let's talk native here, although you can. <laughs> I'm not saying don't don't contribute to us, but I'm saying contribute to something. You know, and be careful. I mean, look, there's a lot of there's a lot of scams out there. You know, uh, you know, crowdsource funding pages that never go to where they they need to go. But you know, be an be an activist. Be an activist. Be idle no more. That's that's my message here, and that's and and that's why I wanted to do this show. I know that there are some people doing some really good work in in places there, and and whether you are native in an environment, an urban environment, or whether you're in a, the remote places that are oftentimes associated, like 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 the, uh, Douglas Bland said, to some of this infrastructure that's may seem like it's it, it, it's out of the it, that it's in out of the way places. Well, it isn't out of the way places if it's our territories that are affected by it. The reason that Standing Rock became what it became was because the decision maker said, 
we're not going to run this thing near near white populations. We're going to we're going to run these pipelines near near native populations because they matter less. Their populations are smaller, less human impact. So our territory, our lands, and our people, our lands become sacrifice zones, and we become the, the, the you know the the risk worth taking. And of course, it doesn't just stop with us. I mean, the, the crazy part about Standing Rock is there's there's millions of people that were downstream. The first people who would have been impacted were, were the Lakota. I mean, we, uh, and I will, I will applaud those people who do step up. Look, here in Seneca Territory, those guys who went to uh, Cottersport and, and, and fought against uh, 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 hydrofracking fluids being dumped into wastewater treatment that w- would have been essentially some of the headwaters for the Allegheny River. Look, I, I applaud that. Some of the folks who are still active here in, in Cattaraugus, um, uh, fighting you know, the water protectors and and i know there's there's a, a group of people who are very very active in that especially as it relates to um west valley uh demonstration project the 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 um the, the department of energy and uh NYSERDA project that that essentially allowed radioactive contamination to, to seep into the cataraugus creek uh, those of you who are active i th- don't don't for a second think that i'm condemning you if you're active i'm applauding you but if you're not, do something. Support those people who are active. You know, throw throw some money in, into a fund. Or, I mean, or, or you know, or offer to help. I don't care if you got to watch somebody's kids. I mean, whatever you got to do. But but do something that's going to support some of these some of the activists. If you can't be an activist yourself, at least support those who people who are activists. And look, some of the, and not all of it is is laborious i mean there's something really really special about the camaraderie that you, that develops and you know the, some of those folks who went to standing rock felt it I, I think a lot of people went to standing rock for all the wrong reasons but you know they went and and i'm and i'm glad they went and i know that there were people that were trying to you know again become famous <laughs> and some people did look there, there's some real rock stars that came out of uh you know came out of standing rock People I didn't know I didn't know them before that, and now they're all over social media. But but regardless, I still applaud the people who 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 went there. For whatever your motivation was, at least you you stood up at, at some level. But then what? If you only went there to get your picture taken, or to say your baby was born there, <laughs> if you only went there, you know, because it seemed like a chic thing to do, well, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong by by the next thing that you do, not the last thing you did. Because you know, the last thing you did, you know, I hate to be one of those. Say, well, what have you done for me lately? Well, what have you done for to be, to not be idle lately? What have you done lately? I guess that's that's the question. You know, and look, when I was younger, I felt like I had a lot of time to fight, and I had I felt like I had a lot of fight in me, and I still feel like I got some fight in me, and I and I still think I got time left. But I'll tell you, when I look around me and I realize, man, I, so I've, I've got fewer and fewer people that are willing to, you know, th- or that I'm, th- that I can even stand beside. And I'm not looking to be the leader here. I'll stand with it. I'll stand with people. And at very least, I'm going to promote through the, you know, what I, what I've created here with, with, with my LTN studios and, and, uh, and, and carving out a spot in New York City radio. 
I'll do what I can to promote and 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 continue to do it with you know our our group pages and you know our, our presence on Twitter and you know Instagram and you know Facebook all of it but I'll also show up and and those of you who know me know that I will but we can't leave it on a few individuals you know I I want to be I want to be part of a crowd I mean, a, a crowd that's fighting for something so that's what I'm asking so this show is about yeah maybe it's a little it seems a little condemning but like i said seven years ago man there was a movement there was a movement that scared canada and i'll tell you when we showed up in those malls with 200 300 500 a thousand i mean look there were some huge round dances flash mob round dances in some of the mall of america up up in minnesota I mean, some of these places on the Canadian side. I mean, I and, and of course, in some places, people were were, were arrested. Eh, look, there were things that could happen than get arrested. Don't, don't let my wife know I said that. <laughs> when I when I stopped those cops from from shutting down a round dance here in Galleria Mall, my wife, like I said, she spun it back on me. She goes, "You know, you don't get arrested on a Friday." Well, I didn't get arrested, but there are worse things than, than than getting arrested for protesting you know most of the time it's a slap on the a slap on the hand it's not it's not that big a deal and i'm not asking for anybody to fight knock down drag out or, or i'm certainly not asking anybody to hurt anybody but sometimes and, and and the one thing that i did demonstrate at least in at the gallery mall is you can physically resist if you know how to do it if you, if you can balance your physical resistance with diplomacy i'm not recommending that everybody try it and, and in fact if the same thing happened tomorrow i don't know don't know that i would do exactly the same thing but you have to measure the situation you have to weigh it out but we need to do more we need to do more and i know that there were people inspired seven years ago even by by matt and i you know we didn't nobody asked us to to go there and protect the singers and the and uh and the drummers there we just responded spontaneously to the situation. And you know what? We, we accomplished something that night. But the 500 people who were there dancing, I don't know what they did the next day. I don't know what they did with their I don't know more signs and their flags that they were carrying. I don't know what they did. I saw some people a few days later at a bandits game and then, oh, you know, a lot of high fives and that kind of stuff. But did, did any of those people remain idle no more i don't know i don't know and you know and we've lost a few people i mean for those of us who've been been involved in in the struggle in the cause as you know sometimes it's caused it's called for many years we know that man some of the the most devoted people that that we've stood beside some of them are gone and every year we know that some of us are aging out so we, we need to inspire young people. And it's not just about inspiring. It's not telling them. what It's, it's empowering people. And look, and the, the idea of empowering people is not just scary to a state or to the federal government. Sometimes it's scary to, uh, to so-called leader, native leadership, as it should be. Because empowering the youth 
empowering the people who, who we better we better empower them because they're, they're gonna have to look after us some someday not just changing our bedpans but they're gonna have to be looking after us at some point and what we do today is supposed to be preparing for them and the future generations that's what we're supposed to be doing you cannot as i said earlier you cannot claim to be living with this philosophy of seven generations and be idle (laughs) because that's not how it works we have to step up can we stop climate change no probably not and i'm not throwing the towel in i'm just saying but at very least we need to prepare for and what are we doing we need to prepare for this kind of thing and and i've said it before we've got climate change we've got economic collapse we've got social unrest political unrest global conflicts these are the things that that are happening in spite of us and in some ways we contribute to some of that we have not attempted to change our lifestyles or prepare the next generation, our, our kids or our grandkids, to say, you know, maybe we need to rethink what a, what a home is, what a community is. And look, there are some of us who, who try to do so many things that we actually don't accomplish anything because we, we spread ourselves too thin. And, I, and I'm guilty of that. I've, I've got a, a tiny home project I got started in my backyard. I haven't finished it yet. Build a studio, trying to reach out as, as many people as, as I possibly can. And, and I'm not having the success in reaching out as much as I'd like. So am I, do I have to re, rethink how I do this? And I'm not stopping. I mean, don't get me wrong. There, there, you know, quit, isn't in, you know, I'm, quit isn't in the language here. But I'm looking for help. So when I'm looking to, to, to folks, look, I'm not just looking for help doing what I do. I mean, to help me do what I do. I'm saying, look, I've got a studio here. Anybody, anybody who else who wants, wants some help in, in creating a podcast or creating a show or doing what else, I'd, I'd love to help you. But there has to be people active. And you've got to have content. It's, this isn't about promoting self here. You know, what, I, what I'm trying to do here is essentially create a brand. Let's Talk Native is a brand. I'm not trying to create John Kane as a brand, but there has to be a conversation. And, and the reason the name of my show is Let's Talk Native, and I, and I put that dot, dot, dot after it, because I'm saying, let's talk Native future. Let's talk Native children. Let's talk Native economy. Let's talk Native environment. Let's talk Native philosophy. All of it, art, culture, all of it, language. And, and if somebody says, you know, he doesn't cover this, he doesn't cover that, then you know what? Make the suggestion. Send me, drop me a line. Say, hey, would you be interested in talking about this? Would you, would you mind if I, if I came visited you and, and sat, uh, sat with you on mic? No, absolutely not. I, I would love to have more people participate in what, what, what I'm doing here and encourage you to do what I'm doing. That's, that's the, the work, right? And that's what I'm asking for people to do. Is to become active, and look, not all not all activism is life threatening. And I'm, in fact, 
when I, when I hear people say, "Oh, I got a cause that I'm willing to die for," I don't. I don't even want to hear that. I want to hear people say, "I got a cause that I'm willing to live for." I want to dedicate my life to it. Not give up my life for it, but dedicate my life to it. That's what we need. We need people, more people dedicated. Most, mostly dedicated to our young people. Dedicated to, to giving them the tools, to empowering our, our young people to do what we didn't accomplish. I'm 60 years old. I didn't get as much done in that 60 years as, as I hoped. But I still have a significant amount of time that I can help the, the ones to carry the ball farther than we did. So that's what I'm asking. That's the idol no more that I'm, that I'm looking for. And I'm not saying, and I, I don't have it all worked out. I don't have, say that this is right and this is wrong. Like I said, we've got a lot of issues, native issues, global issues that, that we can uh, uh, commit ourselves to. And we don't have to even commit ourselves to just one. Again, when I hear people say, yeah, why do you spend so much time on the mascot issue? It's not an exclusive effort. I, I can fight the mascot issue and fight environmental issues at the same time. I can talk about battling the state over taxation or about uh, you know our economy. And, and I will. I mean, there, there's, there's always a fight going on. Why? Because the effort is to end our existence as distinct people. That's really what, what we're up against. And we, and we really are up against it. You know, as, as I speak here, there's an effort to still kill the tobacco economy that supports many native jobs and many, uh, much of the native economy. There's still an effort by the state to take a billion, another billion dollars out of Seneca Gaming. And not, not just in New York State. Many, much of this is happening you know, throughout Turtle Island. There is an effort on the Canadian side to, to turn every native territory into a Canadian municipality. And you know what? There's native support for it. So much of the activism that I'm asking, some of it is being active in our own communities to change their minds. Look, I, I've, I talked a lot about the Hawaiian issues. When they had open hearings or, or, or um, public hearings about turning ho- ho- Native Hawaiians into an Indian tribe, people came out, and there, there was like 15 of these meetings, maybe more, I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head, all over the islands. And they even had some in, on, the, on the, uh, the continent side, uh, you know, uh, hosted in various places for these Hawaiian civic organizations. And the overwhelming majority of people who came out said, no, we don't want to be an Indian tribe. That wasn't a reflection on us. It was a reflection on what, be, what has happened to us at the hands of the United States. I'm totally against federal recognition. And yet there's an effort. There's always those those people saying, "Oh no, no, we need to suck up to the United States." You know, and and I see it in, not just in in tribes and tribal organizations, but tribal organizations, the National Congress of the American Indian. Some of those people, some of those folks, and the leadership in particular, are so hell bent on sucking up to the United States that they wouldn't know how to fight for sovereignty if they had to, and they have to. Look. We need to we need to come to to one mind in our communities about our existence, our future. Almost every one of the problems that we face 
suicide, missing and murdered indigenous women, substance abuse, you know, um, depression, is tied to our lack of hope, our, our lack of a pro- any prospects for the future of our people. When we tell our kids, oh, you need to go out and you need to get educated, you need to go to college, you need to get, go to university, you need to get your master's degree, you need to get your, get, get your PhD, to do what? To be indoctrinated? I don't know that going off and, and getting that education is what really is what's needed to serve our people. Because if those institutions had solutions, then where the hell are they? I'm not condemning getting education. But we better go there with a sense of identity that is strong enough not to be erased by people we're going to admire as, as these academics, as these educators. The amount of people who still don't even, even know what the definition of racism is, is pretty incredible to me. We've got a lot of work to do. There's plenty to do. There's just no time to be idle. I want to thank you for listening. And... Uh, Let's be idle no more. Again. This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. Yahweh.